So I've so I've been working on um, the nickname since the last show, um, and I, I think I've got I've got I'm gaining some ground with uh, Terry Taylor. Okay. Okay. So it's it's I, I was saying you know double T, but really it's T squared, which reminds me of a T square, which is a shop class. And yep. so I'm I'm going here with like, what do you make in shop class? You make uh, derby cars, you make rally cars, a, a right? birdhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Birdhouse is make not that. like a a bridge thing, like a, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do you make? You get, you might lose a finger. You might lose a finger. <laughs> Four finger Jackson. <laughs> No, no, this is Terry Taylor. Oh, Terry Taylor, sorry. We we call him Nine Fingers. Nine Fingers, old Nine Fingers. Old Nine Fingers. Um, I was thinking of, uh, made me think of, uh, whatever reason, made me think of, uh, like, uh, Grease Lightning. Shop class, I don't know. It's kind of good. Was this, like, the the soap, the the little cars that run races? Yeah. So like, well, like yeah. they, they they do the rally. Oh, oh, you know what? Rallies has the best curly fries. What if we call them curly fries? <laughs> Where did rallies okay. come from? Okay, okay, okay. better. Okay, so T squared square is a shape. Um, also, an octagon is a shape, and he definitely kicked butt in the G League in the octagon. Um, so we're gonna call him Doctor Ock. <laughs> Because there's Spider-Man and stuff, you know. Dr. Ock. Either Dr. Ock or... Um, Wasn't that a, like a rap artist? Cur- Dr. Curly Dr. Fry. Dr. Octagon has one of Cool Keith's monikers. Okay, that's what it was. Um, Dr. Also, Octagonicologist. Uh, old Nine Fingers. <laughs> old Nine Fingers. Uh, well, it's it's still a work in progress. <laughs> we'll just see what we can I think we got some. And Birdhouse is also a pretty good one too. <laughs> Birdhouse is pretty different. <laughs> it's called Taylor Birdhouse. I think I'm willing to. I think I'm willing to settle. Gonna on be that. so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. So I've got another one I need you to vote for. So uh, we're, I'm working on uh, uh, Isaiah Jackson now, right? And sure. so Iggy, uh, Iggy was I was right. but then I was thinking like uh, the Iggy and Scratchy show, you know? Okay. Which is the mm-hmm. Simpsons take on Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tom and Jerry is a cocktail. Uh, it's a it's a hot. Uh, egg cocktail. So I was thinking. That sounds of, disgusting. Oh, it's like eggnog. <laughs> it's like a warm. It, so I was thinking about calling him hot You're, mug. Exactly. That sounds disgusting. 
What about hot mug? Hmm. The hot toddy. Okay. Yeah, we might as well just just keep going. Um, you know, with the word association. What about uh, we just call him uh, naughty toddy? Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Are there any other famous IJ people with IJ initials? Uh, isn't that the uh, Indiana Business Journal? IJ. Uh, that's the IBJ. That's the IBJ. IJ is Iwo Jima, uh, which was mm. Korea, Korean mm-hmm. War. Yeah. Uh, which is on a peninsula. Uh, mm. The Idge is also a body of water, formerly a bay in the Dutch province of North Holland. Hmm. Which goes maybe with the peninsula thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, guys. He's Bayside. Bayside. Yeah. Bayside Jackson is pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> we might have come up with uh, Iggy's new nickname. Bayside Jackson? Yeah. I'm sure there's a very clear <laughs> path from A to B. Yeah, well, you'll have to listen to the show. Yeah, luckily right. there's a there's a recording of it. <laughs> uh, great. Ooh, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Bayside, go to Baywatch, go to, uh, what's the dude's name? Hasselhoff? Uh, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Uh, Knight Rider. Maybe his nickname is Knight Rider. He's not going to know what that is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they rebooted it a couple of years ago. I, don't, I, I, oh, I, I was close on the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, been a, it's been several years, but they, they did do a, uh, a remake. I'm sure it was every bit as excellent as the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, funny thing is, I actually was watching, I watched the first couple episodes, like, within the last couple of weeks. Um, it was, it, I don't know, I it was all right. Yeah, all right. Hey, Night Rider it is then. I mean, <laughs> for what it is, I don't know. I had, I had a good time. Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 570. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss uh, early all-star returns. We're going to dig deep into the clutch stats. We're going to have a stat of the week and uh, potentially an undegoogable if we got the time. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor. Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to the Groundhog, who will, by the time you have heard this, seen slash not seen his shadow, which means winter is almost over, regardless. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're supposed to have a snowstorm in Indiana. Uh, Does that mean it's still going, winter? I mean... Best case scenario, it's six more weeks of winter, right? Oh, that's the best case scenario. Man. I don't know. Isn't that right? Or no? 
Puxatani Phil. Six weeks. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, write in. If you are Puxatani Phil, write in. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what what your your deal what are you is. doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you listening to our show? <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got a lot to do while he's hibernating. You know, it's true. He's got to catch up on all the old shows. Yeah, that's fair. From Moorhead City, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender. Mix up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? It's Thirsty Thursday. Drink up. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, before we start the show, we'd like to remind you that you can support the longest-running Pacers podcast, which is us, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. And you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. Every little bit helps. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the patrons we've had so far. So, Colson, the the All Star returns are coming back. The starters have been announced, and uh, there's, there's no Pacers that I saw on that list. But can you give <laughs> us a rundown of uh, where we are and, and where do you think we, we're going to end up before uh, the the All Star the, the final list is announced? Sure. So uh, I'll uh, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes. But uh, they actually uh, announced it live on TNT, which they normally do. But uh, this time they, there was no heads up. There was no leaks. They actually opened up the case uh, with all the stuff in it. Uh, it was actually oh, a pretty wow. fun watch, and uh, we'll we'll link to that. Uh, but your uh, your Eastern Conference starters are uh, Kevin Durant, who's the captain, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's Joel right. Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, and Trey Young. Uh, the, the key here is that Kevin Durant is injured, um, so he'll be replaced, but I, I assume they'll still let him pick his team. I don't know how that'll work. I'm we'll sure. see. Yeah. Uh, and for the West, LeBron James uh, got the most votes. He's the captain. Uh, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, is at center. Mm-hmm. Um, He's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Steph Curry. Uh, John Morant, which will be his first. That's uh, super exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First All Star Mm -hmm. game, which is very exciting. And then Andrew Wiggins. What? 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 Your small forward position. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I think. Wiggy with it. Yeah. I feel like this is all pretty non controversial outside of the Wiggins thing. Um, He definitely got a boost by being on the Golden State Warriors. He's also having a nice season, but. Um, I don't know. Paul George is injured. Yeah, yeah. It, it was injured. a confluence of factors, I think. Like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, being on uh, the Warriors helps, and they were a good team, great team. Yeah, this sec- year. Second best um, record in the league right now. They're, they're, uh, the Warriors' official media uh, ambassador, global ambassador, <clears throat> is a K-pop star. I'm blanking the name of now, but he has tons of Instagram and Twitter followers and uh, really pushed the Wiggins bandwagon. Uh, but as you guys know, the vote uh, is not all us left up to the, to the fans anymore, lest we have a Zaza Pachulia situation. <laughs> right. um, but even there, uh, Wiggins, <clears throat> uh, so, so the media and the players uh, share 
voting responsibilities. And both of those cohorts also had Wiggins ranked pretty high. So uh, I don't I don't know if he's a s- starter, but he's definitely <clears throat> excuse me would have been um, probably on the All Star team. I would think yeah. overall anyway. Players had him ranked fifth amongst front court guys. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, so we know who the starters are, and uh, the day that you'll be listening to this, uh, if you listen to it when it comes out, um, they will be announcing the uh, All-Star Reserves, which are uh, decided by the um, coaching staffs um, or the interns who work for the coaches. Um, we'll send in um, their picks to round out the uh, the 12-man roster. Um, so... Um, the, I believe it's it's uh, two f- uh, backcourt, uh, three frontcourt, and two wild cards. Wild card. <laughs> you can pick whatever position you want for your wild cards. Um, and I think that we could probably just um, guarantee that some of these things are going to happen. Um, as far as the uh, out uh, out east, I think uh, we can say for sure that. Uh, Darius Garland is probably going to make the team. I think we can say that Zach Levine is going to make the team. I think we can uh, say that uh, Jason Tatum is going to make the team. I think those are some some locks there. Um, out west, I think we can guarantee that Devin Booker and Luka Dantich are both going to make the team. Uh, and probably uh, Donovan Mitchell and Chris Paul. So maybe that's all your guards there. And mm. then... Probably a go bear. I think that's probably a guarantee. Um, after that, things are a little bit up in the air. So you would still have another front court position out west. Um, maybe a Draymond Green or a Carl Anthony Towns uh, or an Anthony Davis. Um, and out east, there seems to be a lot more room to play. And that makes me wonder whether we think that uh, DeMontis Savonis has a chance at this thing, even though our team is terrible. Numbers-wise, yeah. He's like a pretty uh, dope player and probably would be up there. What do we feel is his uh, competition? So you said there's, you, in your mind, there's three locks. There's three locks. In the east, So that would be a lot Gar- of open space, Garland, right? uh, Garland, Zach Levine, and uh, Jason Tatum. I think those are the locks. I think Lamelo Ball is probably okay. a lock. All right, let's add. I'm him always to the surprised list. if James Harden isn't elected to yeah, an All Star. James Harden is probably okay. a lock. Okay, let's um, lock in James Harden. I'm trying to think who else. Which I now mean, just leaves uh, you with uh, one. Fr- Jimmy two, Butler. Two, two, I guess he hasn't played that much. Spots, essentially, now because I think Fred Van Vliet has a chance. Um, he does. I would agree with that. But we're running out of guard spots if that's the Kyrie case. Kyrie Irving also has a chance. Right. Sure. Even though just... Really? Not from the coaches. Um, I mean, players He's ranked him like... eight, eight yeah. amongst guards. Yeah. Fans ranked him six. Media ranked him nine. So he's top ten. Which is crazy because he's played That's like bananas. He played like games. five games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also shouldn't be allowed in, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as your uh, front court uh, candidates go, uh, I think Jared Allen also has a pretty good chance. Uh, yeah. Cleveland has been a surprise team this season. Um, and, and I believe the All Star game is in Cleveland, so that would be super cool. So it would be very cool if this. they got yeah. 
Garland and uh, Jared Allen. Uh, Jimmy Butler, of course. Um, Pascal Siakam is having a nice season. Um, but, I mean, I, th- I think that last spot is definitely up for grabs for DeMontis Sabonis. He's averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists on 58% shooting. There's not a lot of big guys, I guess. Bam. Front court guys. Bam. Yeah. Bam. He was out for a while. But, uh, yeah. Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Tyler, front. And Tyler Hero has been the most consistent player on Miami, and Miami's good. Um, you know, you could probably you could make an argument for him. He might be sixth man of the year. Um, so, uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? Do you think this is? You think there's there's a chance that uh, Sabonis? What what are you putting the odds at on Sabonis making this thing? They usually usually they try to give it to teams that are winning. <laughs> but you know, sometimes when the numbers are overwhelming, you get teams from uh, you get players from losing teams. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, or guys go with, you know, because like you said, it's the coaches, but they usually pass it off to the assistant coaches who then pass it off to their video editor or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, so it goes to guys that the team's game plan for. Mm. So bonus is the guy that you game plan for. And so he's going to get a lot of attention, so. I think, and he hasn't had a lot of help this year. Yeah, and we so. talked about this all season. Like, he's basically being doubled and triple teamed every time he dresses the ball. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty similar numbers to last year as well. Um, shooting a much better percentage, shooting 58% on uh, field goals this season. Uh, but down amazing. a little bit less than a point. He is down an assist and a half, uh, but still 19, 12, and 5. Uh, so I, I think that puts you probably on the fence, which is where he was last year and kind of snuck in as an alternate, didn't he? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, that that does make the um, the injury to uh, Kevin Durant actually much more in play here, right? Because now if you have an extra spot, it's possible that he uh, he lands that last, you know, that thirteenth spot. Right? Yeah. And guys that were on the All-Star team last year that may not be this year, you know, um, did Jalen Brown make the All-Star team last year? I can't yes. remember. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I don't know if you're sending two Celtics to the All-Star game, given their record this season. Uh, and Julius Randle of the uh, Knicks not having a most improved season this year. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to make it. Um, and, uh, and then even a guy like Bradley Beal, who would normally be a lock, I wouldn't say is necessarily having an all-star type season. So, But he's another one of those guys that, like, is name recognition or whatever. Like, he's the guy that you first look at when you're starting to game plan if you're playing the Wizards, you know. So I'd, say, I'd put it at, you know, what, 40% chance? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the the, uh, the guys on uh, TNT were making an argument for uh, Miles Bridges uh, just because Charlotte has been such a um, a surprise team. And sure. LaMelo Ball and Bridges are kind of a one-two punch on that team. Um, there was some argument to not have Harden on the team because even though he's amazing, um, he's had kind of an underwhelming season. Um, but I feel like if, if you're – if Durant's not going to be able to be there, they're probably going to have Harden in there. He still averages 23 points a game. <laughs> and almost a triple-double. 
you know, with uh, eight rebounds and ten assists. So yeah, that's like a terrible year for him, I guess. Yeah, like, it's a terrible for year any for any mortal him. man. <laughs> for mortal man, exactly. He's not stopping on a dime like he used to. I don't know. Stop it on like a nickel or something. Yeah, exactly. A quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's averaging twenty three, eight, and ten. Yeah. Like, and you know, KD was a little bit. Uh, obviously, they didn't have Kyrie for the bulk of the first half of the season, and KD was having his minutes managed, and the Nets were still in first place like most of the time. So, I mean, they've fallen off lately, of course. Um, and maybe recency bias has a little something to do with it, but For sure. I don't. I don't know how people don't vote him into the All Star game. Like, yeah, that would, yeah, that would be surprising. It would be. Uh, well, I, I really do hope that uh, Darius Garland and uh, Jared Allen make it because it is in Cleveland. Uh, that'd be fun. Uh, this is the uh, first uh, decent Cleveland team uh, ever, I think. Run that the case. <laughs> <laughs> Happy for that franchise. <laughs> They've won a title like just a few years ago, and now they're like up and coming and young and exciting. Oh, man, and we just continue to win 41 games. And what's the constant between those two teams? What do you mean? Like Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could probably trade for him. <laughs> Yeah, he's the key uh, to Cleveland's success. I think Cleveland's giving him up now. Yeah, yeah. You know? Things are going too well there. Untradeable. <laughs> Heart of the franchise. He's on it. He's uh, and they 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 said it's uh, whatever they're paying him is is uh, a pittance to what he's worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they did say that for sure. Mm-hmm. And forty-one wins, Colson. Boy, what I, what would I give for this team to be? <laughs> <laughs> even close to sniffing 41 wins. Well, I was year. just thinking about the last, you know, five years or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah, this year, uh, 41's not happening. Cause no, we can't Because we cannot uh, win a close game at all. No, we cannot. And so, speaking of, let me update you. I've been, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about how this team is horrible in the clutch. And I thought I'd just check in this week and see if that's still the case, even though... You know, the eyeball test tells me yes. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll, so the answer is yes. In short. So the Pacers short have played. So as a reminder, clutch is clutch uh, games, I guess, are games in which the score is within five points either way um, uh, within the last five minutes at any point in time. So you do it briefly. So the Pacers have played the second most games like that, 28 of the Pacers' uh however many games we played now 50 games basically um it w- involved clutch minutes uh in those games the pacers have the worst winning percentage of if you compare other teams and their clutch games uh we win a whopping 25 percent. we're 7 and 21 in mm. games with clutch minutes <laughs> it gets worse so <laughs> scoring the ball Putting the ball in the basket, making field goals is a good thing, That's generally. part of the game. Uh, the Pacers, anybody venture to guess what the Pacers shoot in clutch minutes mm. on the season? I'm going to go real low. I'm gonna I'll go give you low. our, in the regular I'm gonna season. I'm going to take the under. In, in, in total, 
the Pacers shoot 45.6% from the field. If you look at just overall, all of the field goals that they've taken, which is good enough for 16th in the, the league. Okay. I'm going to go 38%. Okay. Take the under. Uh, just we'll do a negative 10 on them. We'll give them 35. All right. We're right there. 35.7%. Wow. That's which is brutal. Dead last for clutch minutes in the NBA. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no one would be watching basketball. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't wish that on any franchise. <laughs> what's What's wild is the teams ahead of them. So Miami shoots 37.9%. Toronto shoots 38.1%. And Cleveland shoots 38.5% in clutch minutes. And those teams are all doing But they play well defense. Yeah, good point. Yeah, they just don't put themselves in that situation. Okay. Not as often. Three-point percentage. What do you guys venture? Uh, as we know, we've talked about the, the Pacers are a bad three-point shoot, shooting team. Overall, yeah, so they shoot 32.8%. Uh, on the season in the clutch which at 32.8 is good enough for 26th in the, the NBA. okay uh in the clutch what do you guys think is going on uh i assume it's it's worse than that i'm gonna <laughs> go with 32 percent okay okay i was gonna go with zero originally so <laughs> i'll take 20 okay mm. Joey, you got an adventure, I guess? 20, 27. Ah. 25%. Wow. God. That I went really so ridiculously bad. low. I was like, there's no way I can be close. Ugh. And then the other thing that we are really bad at, just because I'm piling on us right now, <laughs> um, turnovers, mm-hmm. which have been a major issue of late. Both overall and in clutch, the Pacers are 22nd in the league in turnovers. Per game, uh, the Pacers are averaging, uh, where'd it go, 14.4 turnovers a game and climbing of late. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you look overall, um, the the Pacers are relatively middle of the pack in other things, other than blocks. We're like top four in blocks, but other than that, we're... Middle of the to back. stat that means nothing in the age of the three-point ball. Exactly. So, um, yep. There you have it. We're still bad in the, still bad, still bad. I uh, I'm seeing here that uh, the uh, opponents uh, three pointers made against us uh, is only eleven point one, which would be good for third in the league. I think the problem is that we uh, give up all the points at the basket. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing that's weird that doesn't meet the eyeball test, which we've talked about before, is rebounding. So rebounding in the clutch. The Pacers are fourth in the league in rebounds uh, in clutch minutes. Okay. It's all Sabonis. Right? Just battling in there against four dudes. Yep. And ripping the ball away from them. Mm Mm-hmm. Boy, that is uh, disheartening. That uh, is expected. Yeah, it explains why the record is what the record is, right? Uh, you said that we were of the uh, second uh, most clutch minutes. Who who's been in? Cl- what's the other team that's had more close games? Uh, so the L.A. Lakers have played in twenty nine games. Okay. that have had clutch minutes. 
and I assume they win more of those games than we do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fourteen and fifteen. Milwaukee Which for them is terrible. Is fourteen and fourteen. Philly is fifteen and twelve. And then Boston is also horrible in the clutch, which is why their record is bad. Right. So they're nine and seventeen in their twenty-six games. Yeah, they're uh, they're also having an identity crisis. Yep. Um, so what's the what's the solution? Uh, we're do we, I mean I, we're I think trading everybody. Is... We're 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 firing the coach. Like what's what's going on? Meh, I don't know. I would be surprised if the Pacers don't make a deal of some kind between now and the trade deadline, which is February 10th, so a week from when this show comes out. And then we'll have an emergency pod, and it'll be fun. I mean, I I, I could tell you that we could sure use some shooting, but I could say the same thing about defense, athleticism, playmaking, ball handling, pretty much everything else that makes a basketball team, so... Yeah, so so you're not making one trade that's fixing all this, you know? Just definitely not. Like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, I really could, I would love to get Tory Craig a break. Because, like, he ain't great. And he's, like, starting and playing a lot of minutes for us at, like, power forward. And it's just like, dude needs mm. a needs somebody um, the, to, to step in and take his minutes. And I there's, there's not a trade that just fixes that, right? I mean, <laughs> oh. God, I mean, I guess you could go get a small forward power forward and put Tory Craig on the bench, but man, or just let uh, uh, Knight Rider get all his minutes. Yeah, good. I'd be in favor of that. I'd say let Knight Rider and uh, Duarte and Gummy Bear get all the minutes. Yeah. Build those guys up, and then next year we'll take the league by storm. Yeah. TJ Warren got his boot off. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. I saw it. They had a video of him working out, dribbling around, playing Sweat. Yeah. He's uh, a little practice. Be ready to go for next year. (laughs) Are we trying to get him running so we can trade him at the trade deadline? Is that what we're trying to do? (sighs) Probably. Mm. Um, I think it's time to take a quick break and we'll be back in the second half with uh, Set of the Week and potentially one or more undegoogables <laughs> depending on how fast we knock these out pew, 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 pew. <laughs> pew, pew. Bye.
are back from the break. First thing we got for you is my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This week, uh, this this <laughs> this article had me smiling. Um, it's about uh, Canon, the, the the printing company. Um, you guys, uh, I don't know if you've got home printers, uh, even work printers. Sometimes they've got these. Uh, um, they're always giving you some nonsense trouble. Uh, about warnings and all sorts of good stuff, but the uh, supply chain pipeline is all screwed up for everybody, and Canon ended up needing to uh, uh, ship some of their print cartridges without the ch- the chip that they put in there that uh, lets the printer know that it's a genuine uh, toner. And w- what ended up happening because of that is that... Uh, they're um, all the printers don't think that they're legitimate so now Canon is now having to tell their customers how to uh, bypass the security warnings on these which they're all crap in the first place uh, they're they're <laughs> they're they're there so they can uh, scare off customers from buying the cheaper third-party stuff mm-hmm. um, so but now they have now they're giving instructions on how to defeat their own uh, rights man the, the digital rights management uh, on their own stuff just so they can sell it because otherwise they just couldn't sell the the toner at all uh, so they're they're having to sort of bypass their own restrictions uh, which were crap in the first place that sounds fun for them mm-hmm yeah so anyway shout out to Canon for for locking these down. Um, it's the same similar thing to the um, what are the the one cup um, coffee makers Keurig. 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 Keurigs, Keurigs, right? So uh, I know that there's a in some of the newer ones there's a there's a little chip in the in the top like in the in the top of the in the cartridge, um, and if you don't buy the, the you know the ones that are licensed by Keurig, then it'll either not make it or it'll it'll give you warnings and stuff. So um, what people have found. Uh, you know, the way to get coffee made like that is you take one cartridge, uh, you take the, you peel the lid off of one. And just uh, glue it to the center. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can do that or just, or you can slap it on top of the, whatever new one you're doing. And, yeah. and, um, and then you get the coffee. Uh, you know, that's how you have to hack the system by, yeah, gluing a piece of foil. <laughs> on. So, Handy. They're trying to provide the best consumer experience, but huh. Anyway, <laughs> what a world! What a world! I, I, what was the stat, Joe? Oh, ink cannon. You know what? Um, let's see. I. You know what? I'll give you. Um, let's see. How many people got fired? For no, I'll tell you what. Um, I've got a per milliliter here. Is <laughs> per human blood at per milliliter is forty cents, and HP black ink at seventy cents per milliliter. So more valuable than human blood. Yep. Well, just know that the Anything miracle better. that is human life is less impressive than making ink. So. Suck it, Mother Nature. Yep. (laughs) 
So there, Colson, there's some there's some numbers there for you. you happy? Thank you. Yes, I'm more I than devalued happy. your. I devalued uh, one of your few renewable resources. <laughs> Blood. Anyway, shout out to blood donors, by the way. <laughs> shout out. Colson, uh, do you have an undegoogable for us this week? I think we can. I'm in a mood to, to be helpful. I've been, you know, pessimistic here for the last, uh, I don't know, show and a half. Uh, to <laughs> bring some joy to the world. What you got for me? <laughs> We doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Uh, so uh, this week I'd like to start with uh, off the cuff. Where's the phrase off the cuff come from? What does it mean? Um, when did it come about? Off the cuff. Off the cuff meaning like typically referring to an, a remark, an off the cuff remark. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, it's it's like not planned. Yes. I think of it that way as sort of a um, an unplanned interaction, uh, usually verbal. And quick, sort of, I guess, right? Or like... Sort of like There's some connotation could, of quickness to it, maybe. Yeah, and you can kind of something you could dismiss a little bit. It's like, oh, it was just. A, mm. Oh, that was mm. just off the cuff. Good okay. call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my mind goes to two things, which are magicians. Yeah. And gunslingers. That would might do something off the cuff, where they would throw something at you off the cuff. Maybe or ninjas. <laughs> Yeah, ninjas. Throwing stars yes. off the cuff. Yeah, it felt, felt British to me. Anytime we're talking about, you know, mm. clothing. So I, I, would, I would lean towards magicians out of those two. Okay. Yeah, when, maybe when, like a card dealer. Well, we, we've talked about this before. Magicians were like the, the TV of the 1800s. So everybody right. went to see the magicians. Um, is that where you would you would pull a card out of your cuff or something like that for the trick? Something like that, yeah. Like things are going sideways in your act, so you're like, uh, let me let me pull this flower out of my cuff just to get the audience back on your side. Okay, I don't know, but that's not. But but then the phrase would be out of my cuff. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> what about a cuff link? Is this involved in a cuff link? Mm, that's a good question. Um, is 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 that what you pull off your cuff, the cuff link? Yeah, maybe to like uh, if you didn't have money to pay a debt, you'd uh, give your cuff link. Shiny thing to distract people, or yeah. throw at them, <laughs> like a Chinese, <laughs> like a Chinese like ninja, <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What did you? So you had? Did you have any theories? Cufflinks was your? No, I'm just I I I don't at all. This is why I come to okay. you guys. So, uh, gotcha. jo- Joey, um, I feel like we haven't quite nailed down the definition because you 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 mentioned something that was, um, 
you know, something that was able to be dismissed, not just a, um, you know, an off the cuff remark um, was kind of what Jason and I were going with. And you were like, ah, you could just, if it's off the cuff, well, it really, it's, it's less important. No, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe something that was not given much thought. Um, okay. Maybe that's what I mean. I maybe like that. more that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's kind of a, a last second thing. Yeah, with like with little preparation, kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing. So, um, little forethought. Well, and sometimes I feel like you hear those when it's like maybe. Like in a in an interview, maybe you know, maybe a lot of it, maybe much of it seems like pretty pretty controlled and scripted. But then you'll hear like an off the cuff remark, which is like something just like oh, something like just quickly like oh, just kind of throw it in there, you know, kind of thing. Just a little a little extra thing that's just sort of like a little. Well, that that makes me think of uh, sort of uh, orators, or whatever. If like if you've written a speech and you're reading this stuff, this scripted stuff, and then. Um, you think of something and it's not on your card, it's off the cuff. I don't know. So, if you're tailoring something, if you're you're tailoring a suit, the only part of the undershirt that would be visible is the cuff, right? So everything else presumably would require less attention, perhaps? If it's Mm -hmm. off the cuff and not visible? Mm, I see. So the rest of the shirt is off the cuff. Potentially. Like the sleeves, you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if there were imperfections there, it would not be as noticeable. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. I like that a lot. I think I, tailoring is rarely the answer, but I like I like it. Yeah. How does this get back to horse racing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. So if you think if you think it's English, which I I'm inclined inclined to uh, side with you on that. What era are we talking? Like this is Victorian or sooner? I like Victorian. When do people have cuffs? Yeah, I mean yeah, Going they definitely had then. cuffs in the Victorian era for sure. Uh, doily cuffs, I feel like. Yeah, mm. real weird cuffs, puffy cuffs. Yeah, fisticuffs. Mm. Ooh, what about fisticuffs? Uh, and then, so, okay, so it's not Shakespeare. It's probably later than that. This is like a Dickens thing or something? Yeah, it's newer. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling Shakespeare. Oh, you think it goes back to Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah I do. Mm-hmm. We haven't had, Shakespeare hasn't won. Yeah, we haven't had Shakespeare in a while. Yeah, I like Shakespeare. Okay. Uh, and and we're just saying that it's either if it's magicians it's later of course but if it's if it's a speech giving that could de- definitely go in with with because it didn't have magicians when Shakespeare was around what was yeah, the when, are magi- when did magicians, uh, magicians I mean their, their big the heyday the was was the you know <laughs> the early eighteen hundreds <laughs> mid eighteen hundreds. I, the I, golden I, era of magicians. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, but I'm thinking. I really do like this. The the orator uh, in, in a play, maybe with the, with their lines, ah, and okay, they forget yes. their lines, and they have to pull so something to off their cuff. Something. This or is pull, or pull their cuff up to where they wrote it down on their wrist. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, I've, I just this is just. Uh, 
for no reason at all. But um, I, you know, the soap operas they they write the script like the day before they're. Uh, they actually do them they, they crank these soap operas out and so like apparently in any set in a soap opera there's just like lines taped to the other side of a lamp and the other side of a stuff because no one has time to memorize their lines fun fact it's off the cuff mm. off the lamp the first hit I got suggested that it was 1938 American English colloquial uh, suggesting an actor or speaker reading from notes jotted on his shirt sleeve rather than learned lines. So there's Colson would have been right, but uh, American and not English. But let's try to back that up. That's from Quora. Um, oh boy! All right, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but this is giving uh, Charlie Chaplin the uh, mm-hmm, the credit. Mm-hmm. You're seeing I'm this seeing that as well. Um, in Charlie Chaplin's classic film Modern Times featured a scene where Chaplin's tramp writes lyrics on his shirt cuffs only to have them go flying off once he hits the stage leaving him to improvise to hilarious effect Um, and Uh, Chaplin starts a story with an idea but works out each scene as it comes along famously Uh, improvisational improvisational there you go all right, Charlie Chaplin for the win. That's uh, pretty dope. Nice. Never had uh, Charlie Chaplin win before. No. He was due. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And, uh, disposable cuffs were a thing, apparently. Or detachable. Hmm. detachable oh, yeah, they used to have those weird uh, yeah, little paper thingies. All right. All Nailed. right. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm reading some more stuff that, yeah, the, the, they're a paper remover, removable cuffs um, might have been might have been an origin for it in, in the 1800s, but it's definitely popularized by Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. You could write notes on your removable cuffs. But again, this hmm. I'm just on chat boards at this point, so. <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense than writing notes on, like, your finely tailored mm-hmm. shirt yes stuff. yes right. yes it definitely does <laughs> <laughs> i just i just have a few words i just want to remember for my speech <laughs> on my really nice shirt that's all a little weird just, to wear paper but i you know 1800s yeah. you know right <laughs> oh dear. well nicely done gentlemen as always feel like we uh sort of nailed it yeah yeah it's par for the course all right, team. Well, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back with you next week on Monday to discuss the week of Pacers basketball and all sorts of other stuff. Until then, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And on our website slash store, you can pick up um, medium t-shirts. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklinard. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Solid.
You like to step my gas at the end there. <laughs> Sprints it over the finish line. It's a strong finish. That was a good job. Well, you know, I have to make Run up for a team tape. that can't close. You know. Mm-hmm. Whoa! So, what did I do? <laughs> I was talking about the Pacers, not you guys. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> well, even our team. <laughs> oh no, I'm not throwing shade. Love you guys. Okay. Okay. Because it sounded a lot like you were. <laughs>